0: You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina.
0: Hi, Steve.
1: Okay, I concede Canada won the Olympics. Um, I think that was the last time we spoke in, uh, Canada won, Canada in, won, in hockey. <laughs> won. Yep, yep. So congratulations. Um and, and and Trina, off air, you brought up a great point that um, we don't want to dismiss the other Canadian victories um, outside of the hockey one. So um, there's a lot of other victories that you guys had outside of hockey.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think the Olympics did what the Olympics are supposed to do, which is bring nations together. And that's,
1: that's true. What's really
0: important, right? And I said like a true Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> for bringing nations together.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, so on to this week's topic. Uh, we are, g- you, you know, you've been running this six-month sex challenge, which is. Um, a th- a challenge that you um, bestowed upon yourself to document your sex life after um, the, your second child had been born, and yeah,
0: so it's it just you know I have a toddler and I, a very rambunctious toddler my dad and I, I have this newborn and uh, I just know with my first child getting sex back on track at times was. Uh, quite difficult and I thought well how can that be sex takes 15 or 20 minutes how can it be so difficult so with the second child I thought well let's make this into a science experiment and see what we can do to make sex better when a mom is so busy Okay. And parents, and parents, dads too. Yes. When people are so busy with their kids.
1: And that's actually one of the the great things I enjoy about your blog, uh, which, by the way, you can find on Trina's website. Um, is Is it on which which website do you have it on, Trina?
0: My my main my main website, dot
1: Okay, and then it's and if uh if if you forget about that or if you just happen to be browsing on Hitched, uh Trina also reposts those um those challenge blogs on the uh Hitched blog network. So you can check that out. Um but one of the things I was saying that I, I appreciate about your blog post is your your husband's input input on the things that you do to kind of uh to kind of spice things up. So I think uh You know, even if you're a a man reading these things, you'll enjoy it uh, equally as well.
0: Well, the one reason, I'll tell you honestly, Steve, the reason that he's, he's giving his input is because he wasn't happy at first about our sex life being posted all over the, <laughs> the web. And so I said to him, hey, why don't we give your input? And he's like, oh, okay. And so now he's an active participant. And I agree with you, Steve. He gives a very different perspective than me, and part of it is because I'm a sex expert, and, and that's kind of where my mindset is. But also he's a guy, and he uh-huh. has a very different take on the way – the different things that we're trying. And I I also appreciate his input because it it gets me thinking about hey well I didn't think about it in that way. So I agree with you having the the male female perspective is is beneficial.
1: And it's good too because if if you like something something you you may find out that wow he kind of rated that lower than I was expecting him to, and maybe this isn't something that he is as, as excited about as I was.
0: Well, actually, this last week's challenge where we were doing this couple game, and it was mostly about conversation, creating intimate conversation with this game called A Private Affair. My husband did not like it simply because it was mostly talking. And it's not that he doesn't like to talk. He just found it he just didn't like it, and I was like, Well, how could you not like it and he said, Well, I, he said to me, 'Well, I think it's women who mostly like the talking thing, and of course, that got my hackles up, but <laughs> you know what I think generally speaking, oh, I hate that he's right that that uh you know women tend to like to do that talking about intimacy things whereas guys." It's not not necessarily their thing. And so doing a game like this isn't as great for guys, although it is so very important to create
1: conversation
0: with your partner.
1: Sure. So we're going to, you know, you're four months into this thing out of the six-month challenge, correct?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So we're going to do kind of a a quick checkup and just uh, get your perspective on things that you've learned and that sort of stuff now that you're uh, over the halfway hump. Um, so you're, you're four months into it and, you know, in the beginning, particularly in your first couple posts, you're having trouble kind of getting back into sex. Uh, when should you resume sex after having a baby and, um, how much sex is normal in that first year?
0: I think for, for most women, uh, after they've given a vaginal birth, or even if they've had a cesarean birth, it takes a while for your body to heal. And so, one of the reasons they say wait for six weeks after the birth of the baby is just to make sure that everything has been healed properly. And so, uh, but I know, Steve, I know some women who, a couple of days after coming home from the hospital, they're having sex, you know, and, and, and they're fine, and their bodies are fine with it. So, I would say, you know, you know your body best. Uh, Generally speaking, though, you're supposed to wait for six weeks. However, even though your body might be ready and healed and good for sex, your brain still has to be in the sex. And a lot of times because of focus and attention and everything is on the new baby, the whole idea of having sex. I've I've talked to some women who said, you know what, you know, the idea of having sex kind of creeps me out, not because they don't love their partner or don't want to have sex with their partner, but it's just it's the, the new baby is so all-consuming. So I would say... Um, really an effort should be made uh, a couple months two, three, four months after the baby comes Um, because really I've I've spoken just to too many women who six, six months to a year after the baby's born, they're, thinking, they're saying, well, I, you know, sex, I really don't feel like having sex. So unless you really make a concerted effort in that first, um, you know, two, three, four months, it's probably just going to um, not happen, and, and it's going to be that awkwardness between you. Now, the whole thing about how much sex is normal in the first year, um, I, that's one of those things that you've got to talk to your partner about, and, and when we go, you know, I want to talk about some things that happen between partners, but I would say that, you know, uh, if you were having sex, before you got pregnant, before you had a baby, um, before you ate. if you're having sex once a week, then that would probably be the rate that you want to get back to. If you're having sex once a month, then that's probably the rate you want to get back to. So it's probably, you probably want to get back to the rate of sex that you had pre-baby, whatever you're you're comfortable with in your couplehood. So that's your goal.
1: So how much sex is normal? um, post baby it should be you know kind of predicated on how much sex was normal before the baby
0: yes thanks for saying it more clearly
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you um, what are the some of the awkward things to discuss that couples um, may not know about when trying to have a baby after or I'm (laughs) trying to have sex after the baby
0: well, you know, these are the things that, uh, I guess, I, you know, in my relationship, Steve, I'm the, I'm the bad mummy cop, and my husband gets <laughs> to be the good cop. And ah. whenever my my husband's disciplining the children, he says, mommy says you can't. And I'm like, well, you can say the same thing, you know. But the thing is, so the thing is, I'm going to say the things that people don't want to hear, but they have to be said. So I'm going to be the bad cop. All right. Here. Do it. So... So the things that I'm learning from my six-month sex challenge are, uh, you know, what you didn't deal with in your relationship. Before you had the baby, so couple fights, couple issues, you know, over money, over whatever. They're just going to be magnified once the baby gets here. So a lot of couples, if they just haven't dealt with, the, haven't dealt with relationship issues, mm-hmm. obviously once this, this new little person comes into your life, it's so really wonderful. But because it's such an upheaval in your your life. That all the other things that weren't dealt with before are just going to be magnified. So you really have to be careful, um, or really make a concerted effort at least, to start working on your couple issues, because if you don't start working on them now, trust me, they're just going to get worse and worse and worse. And because you have this new little kid, uh, th- th- what is going on is just going to be magnified.
1: Yeah, you hear that um, a lot where a baby doesn't doesn't solve the problems, where a lot of people will think like, oh, if we have a baby, things will work out. But... it just exacerbates the problems in a lot of situations.
0: If if, if you're just avoiding dealing with the issues, absolutely. It's just going to make it that much worse. Um, However, there's a lot of really great things about having kids, but they're also really exhausting. And uh, if you don't... And you know, like if you have these things hanging over your your head, and you're always, then it's always that big elephant in the room. You know, it's just gonna, it's just gonna. It. And then when you go to try to have sex, because you're you're having these difficult issues, it's, it's it's especially harder for women to have sex when there's a lot of anger hanging there. So it's it's just gonna not want her to have sex even more. Um, the, the the second thing is that uh, you have to learn, I, well, I've had to learn anyways, that I have despite sex. Despite everything that's going on in my life right now, I'm still having sex. And, and you know, what that means is that there is really no perfect time to have sex. And the, the circumstances around having sex are usually not great. They're, you know, it's not romantic. It's not, it's not the things that I had hoped sex would be but you have to have sex anyways and i think a lot of times especially for women you know they want to have really this circumstance where they're in the mood and 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 you know what sometimes when especially when the baby is young you just have to have despite sex despite everything that's going on you just have to have sex anyways even though it might not be perfect sex
1: okay
0: um the other thing that, that people don't talk about, and I think it's a shame, is that sex is going to be uncomfortable. Now, usually, um, you know, women for the, in their in the last trimester, especially, you know, in their eighth or nine months, they're just, they just don't want to have sex, and that's perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know it's, it's, you know, it's eight, nine months, and then six weeks postpartum. That's about three or four months at least that a woman hasn't had sex. So her vagina is gonna not, you know, it's gonna be a bit dry, and it's not gonna, it's gonna be a bit uncomfortable once she has sex. So the first few times she has sex, it's gonna be an uncomfortable experience, which puts some women off of having sex. Plus, if she's breastfeeding, um, the, the, her. Uh, Oxytocin is is replacing estrogen, which helps make her vagina a nice juicy vagina. Which, So, uh, you know, if she's breastfeeding full time, there's a chance that intercourse will be uncomfortable until she stops breastfeeding. So the whole uh, focusing on intercourse as the way to have sex if this is if a woman just if it's really uncomfortable for her you you know in the first while she is breastfeeding full time you got to figure out other ways to, to have sex you know maybe oral sex or mutually satisfying each other whatever it is this intercourse you know if. She, if Every time she has intercourse, she's gonna. It's gonna be painful. She's obviously gonna be put off having intercourse. And you know, once breastfeeding is done, that goes away, and her vagina returns back to normal. But it can really be off-putting, and it and it's just set a poor precedent for her. Okay. Um, I think women, unfortunately, uh, they get into the habit of making excuses not why they shouldn't have sex. You know, I'm too tired, I'm too this, I'm too that. And, you know, sometimes there's valid reasons. It's, you know, if you've been up all night with a teasing child, let me tell you, Steve, <laughs> the next morning the last thing you want to do is have sex. Uh-huh. I really get that. But I think generally being a parent is, is like running a marathon, and there really isn't a time in active motherhood or active active parenthood when you're not going to have that level of tiredness and so it's it's really never going to go away so you have to be really careful about what excuses are acceptable you know what is really an excuse or or what is really a valid reason for you not wanting to have sex
1: so trina do you do you recommend scheduling sex or just take advantage of any opportunity that you get
0: You know, for, you know, I've talked to a lot of moms who, uh, parents, I keep saying moms, but it's parents. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. talk to a lot of parents who, you know, they know that during nap time, the kid's nap time, that's the time to have sex. And if that isn't scheduling sex, I don't know what it is. But people don't want to consider that Got scheduling it. sex. So a lot of people, they, they find it very convenient during naps. Uh, to have sex because you know at night time by, by by nightfall parents are usually so exhausted that, you know after ten o'clock they just want to go to bed so um, but I would say that for other people having that spontaneous sex is better for them but for the majority of people that I talk to um, it's the scheduling of sex to say you know what we've got the weekend we know that little Johnny or little Jane goes down for their nap at you know between one and three so we know we're going to have sex then and it's it's and it's in their mindset. Okay and it, and it works and it, it's easy and it works
1: okay what what are some what are some other things that a couple can do to kind of get sex back into into their marriage?
0: I think it's being realistic with what the sexual dynamic you know right now, especially with a young baby, um, having wild, crazy sex. Probably isn't going to be on the map. In, in fact, having just acceptable sex, you know, where you walk into the bedroom, and the sex is, is just okay. But being really realistic about the quality of your sex and the quantity of your sex, you know, you're probably, you know, women especially, uh, because their hormones are all over the place. They're they're readjusting themselves in the first year. You know, a lot of they they just don't have any sex drive, um, especially if a woman is breastfeeding. Uh, her, her ovaries aren't producing any testosterone, so she has, you know, not only does she have no estrogen, but she has no testosterone either, so she has really no drive to have sex. So... It's just being realistic about what sex is in the relationship, um, and something that we talked about already is to just do it. You know, some you know there's never going to be perfect circumstances around having sex. You know, the kids are going to be crying. You got to do it when they're napping. You got to do it when they're. You got to do it when maybe you're not feeling like it. But you know, doing it is so important. To, for couple happiness and it's not it's not just the sexual act it's just having that intimacy you know and and, and that's what you know it's- it, it does, is what is important for the couples. So you got to look for the times, like we said. Yeah. you got to look for times to have sex. Because I, I promise you, Steve, when you have kids, we can just zoom by. You're like, hey, where would the week go? And, and if you don't think about, wait, we can have sex on Tuesday or Saturday or what. If you don't look for the times to have sex, it's probably not going to happen.
1: Okay. And, and what about from the husband's point of view, if, you know, it's three, four, five, six months down the road, and he's thinking, how about now? How about now? I've been patiently waiting. What what can a husband do in this situation to kind of egg things forward?
0: Uh, well, I think it's important that he um, nurtures her. So here, you know, a lot of times the women take the responsibility of child care. And I promise men that if if he uh, is to give her a nice massage without the expectation of having sex afterwards, if he nurtures her, if he takes care of her, you know, there's, it's, it's an old joke, Steve. Where, you know, moms say laundry is just like foreplay. <laughs> the thing is women want to be nurtured, and if she feels cared and nurtured, Uh, her willingness and wanting to have sex is going to be raised a whole lot higher than if there's just that expectation that when we have sex, it's going to be about going into the bedroom and having intercourse. So my best best advice to to men is, you know, give her the back rub, you know, pour her the bath, you know, take care of her because she is, doing her best to take care of the child and so is he Mm -hmm. and and i promise you that when you give her a lot of that nurturing she's going to want to give back to
1: you okay and 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 kind of summing things up here you're four months into your challenge what is your best piece of advice for couples that have had um uh, recently had a baby
0: i would just say uh you gotta you gotta look for times in your week that you can have sex, so you've got to be very proactive and say, you know what, uh, maybe Tuesday night's going to work for us. And something that I'm finding out, Steve, which is uh, you know, not not big news, is I, uh, you know, trying to do different things, which, uh, which. Um, I know it can be over an overwhelming I, thought for some couples. It's like, oh my goodness, I've got all this stuff going on, and now you want me to try new sex ideas. But I <laughs> promise you that if you if you you know try and shake things up in the bedroom and bring in new ideas, or just try something different than just having sexual intercourse when you walk in, um, it it will make the sex fun. Um, one of the things about my six month sex challenge is I'm doing something different every single week, and you know it's. it's been really fun it's that's all i can say about it it's been really fun and, and it's created a lot of great discussion with my husband and it's really brought us closer together so if you can instead of just walking into the bedroom and doing same old same old try different things so look for times
1: and try different things i was going to say that is one of the things that uh, like i personally enjoy most about your 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 blog and your your six month sex challenge is that it's not just oh this week we tried to have sex and this is what happened it's the fact that you constantly are bringing new things and new ideas that you know people haven't thought of before and you had the and i was telling you um, before we started recording this that i was in bed bath and beyond the other day and one of the things that you had recently blogged about were these um, suction cup handles and other things for the shower that you can use to get into various sex positions to have uh, shower sex and i mean i i it If I hadn't read that, I would have walked through Bed Bath & Beyond and probably not even have noticed that suction cup handle. But as soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought about was your blog post.
0: You're ruined for life. Dude. I know you're you... ruined for life. You'll never, you, you'll never look at things the same way ever again. And by the way, the shower sex handles, every they rock. Everybody's got to buy them because you don't know what you know. You, you, your mother could look in your shower and she'd have no idea about the shower <laughs> sex handles, and they rock completely rock. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Trina I can't wait to hear the conclusion of your challenge and I enjoy reading your blog post and I know we have a lot of uh, listeners out there who also enjoy reading your blog post so um, thank you very much and we'll definitely do a wrap up uh, a roundup after this thing's all complete Um, but uh, we'll have many more podcasts in between from now to then and so thank you again for your time Thank you, Steve. And uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Trina Reed, who has a doctorate in human sexuality. She is also an international speaker and offers free sex tips on her website, bestsextipsever.com. And you can find her blog, uh, the six-month sex challenge, on her website. And it's uh, trinareed.com, correct? Yes. TrinaReed.com or you can find it on uh, HitchMag.com and uh, lastly you can follow Trina on Twitter at Dr. Trina Reed and uh, that's uh, anything else coming around by the way Trina? I guess I should have asked this before but uh, well,
0: i going just writing my, my next book sex after baby surprise surprise but that <laughs> won't be out for a little while
1: okay so we'll keep an eye out and let everybody know when that uh, that's coming out so uh, thanks once again Trina. Thank you Okay, bye, everybody.
0: I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table.
1: Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.